Hey everyone, welcome to the Pressure Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Coronado. On this episode of the Pressure Pass, I have the privilege of interviewing my first jiu-jitsu instructor, Professor Rhonda Andrews. Rhonda is a second-degree black belt and the owner of Gracie Humaita West Craig in Las Vegas. Rhonda started training in 2007 and over the years has gone on to win several major tournaments and titles throughout her career. In this episode, we discuss Rhonda's passion surrounding jiu-jitsu, specifically being an instructor and sharing her knowledge with students. We also talk about her approach as an instructor and advice that she would offer new students or those who have continued to train jiu-jitsu. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, how's it going, Rhonda? It's going great. It's good to see you, Josh. <laughs> you too. Thanks again for doing this. If if you didn't realize, uh, or if you didn't guess, this podcast is the, the name of this podcast is largely thanks to you. Uh, <laughs> the, the pressure pass is something that is, I think, going to be forever ingrained in my memory awesome. because of the foundation and everything that uh, that you taught us uh, at the gym. So. Awesome. Thank you for inspiring this podcast, and thank you for being the first guest on on, on here. Thank you. I love it. As soon as I saw the name, I loved it. I was like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it is you. So um, we'll go ahead and uh, okay. kick it off. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up. And Okay. Well, um, my name is Rhonda Andrews. I am uh, currently a Gracie Amita black belt here in Las Vegas. I run my own school in North Las Vegas, Gracie Amita West Craig. Um, I grew up originally in LA. I was born in LA and I moved to Vegas when I was 13. Um, then in Vegas ever since, uh, you know, growing up in LA, uh, maybe, I, maybe I did a lot of Things that people wouldn't expect you to do. So I grew up playing the accordion, uh, riding horses in Compton, just, you know, <laughs> and we're like, there's horses in Compton. Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, you know, and, and also I went to private school too. So, you know, even though I might've lived in South Central LA, uh, you know, my experience isn't the same as everybody else because my parents really opened me up. So, you know, going to rodeos on the weekend and stuff like that, like, None of my none of my friends where I actually like live live did that sort of thing. So, they have rodeos in Compton. Oh man! Oh my God! Rodeos like my my parents. They I love you know they were great for the experiences that they gave me and uh, especially not thinking that certain things weren't for me just because of where I lived or even I don't even like to bring it up that much but because of my skin color you know so. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I had a I I had a good childhood and did a lot of things that uh, again even like my cousins they never did it. And you know, moving to Vegas at thirteen and you know going to public school major culture shock. But hey, it's good. I'm still here, living life. Found jujitsu when I was twenty nine and haven't stopped. Have been you know uh, maintained a place in this martial art you know, ever since I started, you know, so even through injuries, you find a play, you find a way to still stay involved. So did you play any sports, uh, through high school or anything like that? So, uh, in high school I played basketball and then I threw shot put in discus and track and field. Um, 
it, any younger than that, it was like the sports I wanted to do, I I wasn't allowed to do because it just wasn't a big thing for girls, say like wrestling and boxing and playing football, which now just it's a different it's a different time. But back then, no girls didn't do it, and I wasn't except for when I rough house with the boys, and my mom didn't see me. I was was wild. <laughs> but uh, yeah, high school was just basketball, shot put in discus, and then you know just hanging with the boys, rough housing with the boys whenever I could. So what did you do after high school? After high school, um, got a job, you know, and just got caught up in just making money, a decent amount of money for how young I was, especially for the time, 1995. Um, Still for for a while, still stayed active and, you know, like every day after work, pick up friends and we go get a pickup game of basketball, like traveling all around town in Vegas, you know, like we're going to hit this spot do as many games as we can and stayed active like that for a while. And then you start getting a little bit older, you know, drinking age in Vegas, you know, start partying. <laughs> Things change a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, And so you start jujitsu at 29. What, mm-hmm. like what motivated you to walk through the doors that, that first day? So um, I started at this, it was a MMA school and, uh, I was 29, just like, I'm going to be 30 soon. And, you know, every time you start creeping up, you just start realizing like, oh, my God, I'm not getting any younger. And I decided I'm going to I was going to do things that I've always wanted to do. And being an adult, nobody could tell me no. So if I wanted to wrestle, if I wanted to box, my mom wasn't there. to you know, She couldn't tell me no. You know, like it's just it's just me. It's just what I'm going to do. So, um, yeah. So I was like, OK, like. Found a, found a school, like I always wanted to box. I didn't even know what jujitsu was. Always wanted to box. So I was like, okay, well, let's go here. And I'm going to start playing with this. So got in there, you know, focused on boxing and, and Muay Thai. And um, I would get there a little bit early and see this no-gi jujitsu class. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was wrestling because they didn't have the gi on. And even asking someone, what is this? And they're like jujitsu. I'm like, it looks like wrestling to me because I don't know the difference. I didn't even, I hadn't even heard of jujitsu because I didn't watch MMA. I didn't watch UFC or anything like that. Um, and they're like, you should try it. And but I'm the type of woman where this is right up my alley. It does. You you have to try it. That's all the convincing I need was just for you to ask just one time. So the next morning I showed up, got on the mat, and. Fell in love. I still remember the first technique on my first class was a butterfly hook sweep. And I'm like, I don't I need to keep this up because I got to figure out how this is really working because I don't think it should work, but it's working. So I just fell in love and then got to the point where I don't really don't want to stand up again. (laughs) I love I love my life on the ground. So. So you just completely focused full time on jujitsu at that point. Um, I, I, I kept up with the stand up and everything for a bit. Cause you know, eh, I like to hit people. So I don't <laughs> mind getting hit, uh, <laughs> which could be a bad thing. But, um, I kept, I kept up with that for a bit until I, uh, tore my ACL. And then when I tore my ACL, that made me really iffy about things, doing anything on my feet. And so at that point, when I was able to return, I strictly focused on the ground. I didn't want to stand up. And so it just took over at that point. How, how'd you tear your ACL? Um, practicing uh, takedowns. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was a type of mat where it was just, it was a jujitsu class and it's like on a, like a wrestling mat. So it's very pillowy and your feet sink into it and we don't have mm-hmm. shoes on because it's a no gi jujitsu class. And all my, my body turned except from the knee down and that was it. So, but I came back. <laughs> how, how long were you out? Um, I wasn't out very long because I, I didn't have surgery. So I was oh. out for maybe six months, you know, um, you know, there was still some connectivity there. It wasn't complete sever. So just, um, was it, uh, uh, physical therapy, yoga, got back in there, eased my way in, played it smart, you know, knowing that because I didn't have the confidence. And as soon as I started building up that confidence and techniques started coming along, it's, it was good to go. So you come back from your, sorry. No, good. So so you come back from your injury and you're focusing full-time on jujitsu at this point? Yes. Was it still no gi or only, Um, or were you transitioning into the gi now? It was still no gi only. um, But that, when I came back, that didn't last too long just because uh, I was one of those like, okay, in the morning for the, for my work schedule, if it was in the morning, I'm there. So I was limited on the classes I can do because it was only Nogi. Um, and someone noticed just how dedicated I was. So to this person, I said, remember his name is Raul Miranda. <laughs> and he told me, I have a gi and I'm going to give it to you. He's like, it's going to make you better. And I was like, you know, offer to pay him. And he's like, no, your payment is using it. I used that gi every day for a year. That was my only gi. And I mean, every day. So if there was a no gi class followed by a gi class, I'm there for both, you know? So I didn't have a, I didn't have that limit anymore other than time, you know? So. Shout out to Raul. (laughs) So, so you're training a lot at this point, right? And you, I mean, you really did immerse yourself into Mm -hmm. jujitsu and uh, I mean, did you, you started competing pretty quick as well? Yes. Yes. I started competing as a white belt. Um, I remember my first competition. It was, I needed as much convincing as people needed to convince me to get on that mat for the first time. It was like, you should compete. Okay. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to argue like, you know, screw it. Let's, let's do it. You know, Um, you know, playing team sports, especially in high school, like we're a team, but you're out there solo. It's different, but I like it. I like it. And just the whole physicality, the just the one-on-one physicality between you and another person, just I'm game. I'm always game. So uh, yeah, I started competing as white belt. I remember I did a Naga. Um, let's see. I remember Nogi, I got second place. In the Gi, I got first place. And then, you know, I did Pans. And as a white belt, I did Worlds as a white belt uh, and just kept on going you know? Uh, so how, how did you progress through the different, you know, through the different belts and talk a little bit about your journey? Uh, okay. You know? um, so when it came to train, when I first started, especially for uh, where I started was affiliate was a affiliate of my, uh, my professor. And you didn't really get much if you only train Nogi. You know, so it's just like if you really wanted to progress, like you had to actually put on a gi too, you know. Um, so once I started putting on once I once I did start putting on the gi, 
then that's when it's just like, okay, I didn't know what stripes were. Then I, okay, I'm getting stripes. <laughs> uh, then, oh, it's time, a new belt. Hold on. And you always those questions. I don't know if I should get this belt. And it's just like, yeah, with time allows, I'm training three hours in the morning before I even go to work. But do I, should I be a, should I be a blue belt? Should I be, you know, purple, should I get my purple belt and what have you? Um, but it was just, uh, just enjoying the, enjoying the journey of it. And every day, like, I always tell, like, people always ask, like, why, why do you, uh, why did, why did you train so much? I said, because I had fun because I was having fun. And all I knew is I had fun today and I want to come back and I want to have more fun tomorrow. And not the promotions, the promotions, it's that it's because it's innately me, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I'm enjoying it, I'm going to be there. And if I'm not enjoying it, I'm still going to be there because I know it's going to pass. <laughs> yeah. So. And you were competing still as a blue belt, as a purple belt, as a as brown a, belt. Yes. Yes. Um, I, my last year at Brown Belt, I pulled away from competition. I hurt my back rolling with someone that eh, I shouldn't have rolled with. Um, but with, I trust, I trusted him more than I should have and ended up getting hurt, which took me out of competition. Um, but at that point, then I just focused on teaching and trying to be the best teacher I could because I already knew like, this is my life. This is what I want to do. So got to still got to learn how to stay involved and also give back, you know, what kind of, what kind of, uh, and not just black belt, what kind of, just what kind of jujitsu person do you want to be in general? Blue, purple, brown, black. Are you that hobbyist that comes in and it's only about you because it's just, you know, just, uh, I just need to go do something with my time and I don't want to go to the gym? Or do you want to be that person where it's like, okay, I'm not just going to build me up. I want to help build you guys up. We're all going to come up together, especially because if you're, if you're in there pushing like I am or we're, you know, the same as in competition or just, you just love it so much. You just want to pick it apart. Mm-hmm. Then you got to help. You got to help each other. You know, so and we did a lot of that coming up in which I say today is this, is the why I am the way that I I, I am yeah. even running my school. So I was, I was going to say, I think your academy is a good reflection of that. You have both the hobbyists, you have those that enjoy competing. Uh, there's a good mix of of all of those different personalities and, you know, different mix of goals within the gym and they're just all supportive of each other, regardless of whatever their goals are mm-hmm. within jujitsu. So that's, that's always something I loved about the gym there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you want to, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I have nothing. I have nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, you do. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, as you said, it is, it's a reflection and, you know, truly that is, that was the goal is to foster the atmosphere that I would want to be in, you know, but, and also that's me as a coach too, is being that coach. Like you said, my, in high school, I played uh, basketball. My basketball coach, coach George Perry, rest in peace, but he was a great coach for me because he could, he could cuss me out like a grown man, but that's the type of coaching that I need. You know what I'm saying? Like I need that gruff honesty and I am like that, which you know. <laughs> I do if, know. If I'm not happy, oh, you know I'm not happy. And 
fix it. <laughs> fix it. You know, um, but, you know, my I recognize that my students that I have here, they respond to that. And even at first, if they're kind of like, oh, like, no, no, don't. I'm not doing this to be me, not to, to be a, be a, like an ass or just a, a complete bitch. No. I know you can do better and I want you to do better and I'm here to help you <laughs> as long as long with uh, everybody else. So um, I like that. I don't like seeing selfish people on the mat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's absolutely. All. <laughs> well, real quick, going back to your um, t- time competing, mm-hmm. what were some of the highlights for you uh, during all of those years of competition? Um, highlights, you know, I, it's, funny because like I have friends some of my best friends in jujitsu and we met through competition and you know it's they were like those people were when they saw my name on their bracket they would start freaking out like I don't know and so they think a lot about what I do what I would like what I was doing at the time and but for me it's not such a big deal anymore like I lived in a moment I did I was on that grind for a bit um but I also felt like uh to be to compete too you have to be selfish you know excuse me one second josh i have to slide over <laughs> so sorry for some reason my nose started running um so um yeah so in in competing some of my highlights one are really the friendships that i made some of my best friends are just who that aren't even on my team or people that i met through competition mm-hmm. um you know so titles and what have you yes Master Worlds, um, I've made Podium Worlds, Pants, everything. Um, but they're just it's in the past, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you know? Absolutely. So, because um, it's like it's like maturing, grow, growing up, right? Some some things mean so much to you when you're a little kid, like your favorite mm-hmm. doll, and then you get to that point where I don't even know where that doll is anymore. You know, <laughs> all my yeah. medals, all my plaques, whatever is just sometimes I stumble upon this bag. I'm like, what is it? I pick it up. I was like, oh, those are all medals and stuff. And they're just thrown in some corner in my closet, you know, and there's nothing wrong with competition. I love competition. I love seeing people compete in competition, um, especially my students. If you're, they want to do it, I'm there to build them up. For me, it was just it's more the test because you you get off that podium. You have that gold medal. I would just put it in my purse and carry around my purse for a few months. Like that's how much it meant to me. It's just like, Oh, I did good today. Let me see this next competition, how well I'm going to do it, how I'm going to play the game that day. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're, you're very humble and (laughs) you don't have any medals or anything like that up in your gym. And uh, you know, you, you have one, you know, (laughs) a lot of those major competitions and uh, you know, that that's awesome. And it's awesome that, you know, you, you can foster that environment, like you said, um, and having the background that you have to set those folks that do want to compete up for success. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second, but mm-hmm. real quick, when you, you know, you made Brown Belt, you started teaching at that point. Yes. Um, I actually started teaching at Purple Belt um, okay. because I was a Purple Belt when I made jujitsu my full-time gig where I'm in my thirties and just like, 
basically I've made choices that, <laughs> that for, for us that we see kids make, you know, um, I was like, I'm not happy in my job. I should be doing more like, and it's the job that I started working right after high school, you know, it's just comfortable. And, um, so at Purple Belt is when I started teaching because that's when uh, I had no more nine to five. And this is what I wanted to do. And part of part of that wasn't just about competing because I was still competing at the time. But um, teaching, I felt, would give me a better understanding of what I'm doing. So therefore, like I was talking about helping people. Well, I got I have to know what I'm talking about to be able to help people get better at this, you know. So, yeah, Purple Belt is when I started teaching. And it was mostly kids. Sometimes I would fill in for adult classes. I taught a lot of kids' classes. I feel if you could teach kids, you could teach anybody. <laughs> were, were you at Gracie Humaita at this point? Yes. So I've had the same professor the entire time. Uh, when I first started, We he was his own brand, which was Team Mika. And mm. then at Purple Belt we uh, is when he, he joined the Gracie Humaita Association. So at that point, I, we were Gracie Amita already. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you keep training and make purple belt, or excuse me, brown belt, and then eventually you get your black belt. Mm-hmm. Is that when you decided, okay, like maybe I want to open up my own gym? How did that? How did that transpire? I I opened up my own gym at brown belt. Did you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. I was a brown belt. Um, so I opened up the gym August 1st of, two, of 2014. But of course, only reason why I was comfortable doing that, say, in a city like of like Las Vegas, where yeah. I'm a brown belt, is because I had a business partner who was a black belt. Okay. And that's the only reason why I felt comfortable opening school. If I didn't have a, a in-house black belt here, even though, yes, I have my professor, but he's not my business partner. He is my professor. So I wanted somebody invested in this that was a higher rank than me. Um, at the time, I felt like it was necessary because, you know, being in Vegas, if you've been to some smaller places where, you know, Vegas can be like a land of black belts because now there's like so many people coming up, so many schools popping up. So why would you go to a school where there's just a brown belt teaching? What would make you and a, and a brown belt woman at that? You know, so, yeah. So when I opened, so there comes a point in when I was a brown belt. uh, And sometimes you feel this in, you know, the place that you're at where you don't necessarily want to leave, but you want to leave, you know, maybe some things are going on where you're not happy and just like things could be better. So therefore, it was a uh, it was a decision I had to make where, you know, I think I was that time I was ready to just move down to San Diego because I was actually training with Latissa Herbera a lot um, at that point. Um, but it's like, oh, maybe I'll just move down to San Diego full time. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's like basically live down there anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So um, but, you know, maybe I'll do that. And then. Um, my business partner too, at the time, just weren't happy. Just you, you see the place you come up change so much, um, and it could be good or bad, but, or maybe it's not bad at all, but it's just not your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So it's just, we need to do something. So when he came to me and cause he already knew, like, eventually I wanted to open a school. Um, so he approached me and I'm like, you know what? Hey, I don't have to relocate. I can still be here, be happy and still stay with the same team. And you know what? Let's do this. So 
we did it. August 1st of 2014. And then I got my black belts in January 2015. So I wasn't that far off from from getting from that black belt when I opened. You said you were going down to San Diego a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, to train, to train, because being a part of the Gracie, when when we joined the Gracie Amita Association, and once I left my job, I'm like, oh, my God, I could take full advantage of this. Like you think about all the people on the team and, um, you know, like you have the ones, you know, like, of course, like Bia Mesquita uh, at that time, Penny Thomas, uh, you know, she was big. Then you had Leticia Vera, like you couldn't get any better than Leticia. And then like even with all the men and even though they might be. I like to say we got a badass master scene. <laughs> 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 We're crazy in my because some of these guys are just like, oh my god! And when I get to train with them, and they make me feel like I know nothing. So yeah, joining the association, I'm like, I'm gonna take full advantage. So I would go down to San Diego and you know go pop in here at this Gracie and to school, this Gracie and to school, this one, and then with Leticia, if just got to the point where I'm calling my friends, hey, I'm gonna come down. Uh, how long are you going to stay? I'm like, Meh. it would be anywhere from two weeks to a month. And then it just got to where it's like, oh, it's just going to be a month every time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, definitely, definitely great training, training with her for like worlds, no gi worlds, and just becoming a fixture down there back before she even had Gracie South Bay when she was in the, the fit gym, the downtown mm-hmm. San Diego. And then I remember when she opened up her own school, even though she wasn't my professor, might be a five, five and a half hour drive. Like I'm there, <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. So, and how did how did training with all those like individuals and high level athletes help your game? I mean, it was, it, you know, it was great. It was like sometimes you just need the right person to get something through to you. You know, mm-hmm. and not taking anything away from my professor because you know some people are like, well, what is it? No, like. I was with you from, from, you know, from white until now you, you know, taught me a lot. Um, but, oh my God, my nose is about to run again. I'm sorry, Josh, I got to get some. Oh, Go, no. do, hold up. do your thing. I'm sorry. Okay. I got a piece of tissue. I'll just lean over from now on. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, going down training with them and it's like that. It's like, okay, being a new kid in school, you're nervous. You don't know, like, oh. And like, am I going to be able to like hang with these people, this and that? And you know what? It was a big uh, compliment. And like, no one had to tell me. It's just in training and what I felt, you know, and at that time you get to that point where you can tell there's no, there's no fakeness. Like you can tell when someone's letting you do something, you could tell when mm-hmm. you're actually doing something and like training with and Mackenzie Dern and everything. Those girls, too, were super helpful, super helpful back then. There was a lot of things that I was doing well where it just made me very confident in my jujitsu. And then there were other things where maybe I was behind the curve, but they straightened me out. You know, <laughs> So, like, I didn't have a guard. And then I came back to Vegas one weekend and everybody's like, wait a minute. What happened? <laughs> wait a minute, you're playing guard and you're threatening me? You're like, <laughs> not just a top player anymore. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, there's some magical things that 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 happened, but it's just I needed to be completely immersed in an atmosphere where everybody was there to compete, you know, mm-hmm. um, to help me catch up on, on areas where I was behind. So. so 
you open your own gym now, so I'm guessing you're not traveling to San Diego as much at this point. Oh God. <laughs> oh really? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, okay. No. Um, actually that's one of my goals this year is to start doing that again. I mean, of course I don't have the luxury of like disappearing. Well, I, I, I couldn't stand to be away from my school for two weeks, three weeks, but like, you know, I'm thinking about trying to take more like day trips, you know, once at once every two weeks or something just to put myself in a, again, a different atmosphere and, you know, get to get going, you know, right now, the only, the one thing that's holding me back is I am currently working on my body. Cause as you know, like mm-hmm. with what you were here, you know, there's times where you don't get to see me do much because I just mm-hmm. can't. So right. I've been working with a physical therapist to get my body back in order and I'm feeling mm-hmm. good about what's going on. And awesome. yeah, just want to beat on people daily. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, sorry. I meant, so in 2014, when you do open the gym, mm-hmm. now you're, you're committed full time to yeah. teaching and like mm-hmm. running the school. Mm-hmm. Um, how did, how was that transition? That was, um, you know, it's, it was, it was good and bad. So it was good because like, okay, I got my own school. Like, and that's, that's an end. Also on my brown belt, I got my own school and I got to teach these people. And wait a minute, I don't have that freedom anymore. Like I lost my my freedom once I opened these doors, but it was, it was a good trade-off because it like my focus shifted at that point too. I'm not competing. So I have people coming through my door where, you know, just about every day, every single class, the only person on the mat that knows jujitsu is me or my business partner is here. We're the only two that know jujitsu on this mat. And we just got to try to get it through all these other people. Mm-hmm. And, and that goal and something that helped us, you know, really put in perspective is because we don't have that luxury to go off and train everywhere we want now, we have to focus on making good training partners for us, you know? So if that means that this is my ball and chain, this is my ball and chain. Now I have a little more freedom, you know, but uh, back then it's just, nope, this is what we got to do. We have to be here day in, day out. We got to do this grind. I mean, because if we weren't committed to it, we should have never, we should have never opened a school in the first place. Absolutely. So putting on your instructor hat now, mm-hmm. um, what advice would you offer to students that are interested in learning jujitsu when they're, you know, when they're going to start training, what should they look for in a school and a professor? And what, what advice would you give to somebody that is trying to find uh, somewhere to get started? Um, okay. So there's going to be things about the actual professor themselves. And then also, and it goes back to the professor, but the environment of the school, you know. So if I go into a school and the professor gives me, and I'm saying I'm not a baby, you don't have to be, you know, on me 100%, but just some sort of attention or say acknowledgement, you know, mm-hmm. and that acknowledgement, that acknowledgement can be, you know, one that introduction. And um, even if I'm a little busy before, like, oh, blah, 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 oh, and introduce myself, this and that. And then also showing that you have that care of 
who they're going to be with, the best partner to help them, you know, get through their first class, give them their true introduction, you know, because also you got to put them with someone that they're truly a representation of you as well. So I can't be dedicated to this person for every minute of that my, my hour and a half class, right. but I could put them with a good person for the instructional period to where they start to feel comfortable. And then mm-hmm. even when it's time to roll, all right, I don't expect you to get out here and look like you've been doing jujitsu for this amount of time, but I believe in having a little bit of fun. So for me, it's like, I'm acting like I'm playing WWF in the front yard after Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. <laughs> not everybody's like that, but if you're not, then I want you to go with this person this round and they're going to help guide you and kind of put some things in your head, you know? So if it's, you know, and just having someone that's running the place, take that care to, Hey, this is what I want you to do is your first day, but I still want you to do something, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just sitting in the corner watching like, I was like, I've thrown to the wolves day one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so one is, one is, one is the instructor. Um, and then also, again, the people are people trying to help them and say some, say, you know, everybody, every school has that one person, mm-hmm. you know, are they trying to keep you away from that person? Or if you should meet up, are they like, you know, watching and would they actively step in when they see things are going south? You know, um, and this the atmosphere, the students like I'm going to tell you what I love about my school. And, you know, you were here is that every time you guys would get on the mat and you would see somebody new, you guys would all get up and go introduce yourself to that person and shake their hand. And that was that would go for everybody on the mat, not just a handful of people. Everyone would do it. And it's just like, I'm at the front desk watching it. It's just like, oh my God, I just want to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> no, that's, I remember when I, you know, my first day going to your gym uh-huh. and obviously I was nervous. I had no yeah. idea what to expect. I was, <laughs> I don't know how 30 something at this point and just terrified. And then uh, I remember you offering, you know, Hey, like you can just, you know, take a week, do whatever you need to do. Like if Mm -hmm. you enjoy it, you can sign up like no obligations and uh, you know, take however long you want to decide. And after the first class, I was like, went up to the desk after, after class. And I was like, I want to sign up. Like, (laughs) you're like, you sure? I was like, yes, I'm doing this. Like, it was just, everybody was awesome. Like I, I didn't feel like at any point, you know, I was in danger and you were welcoming and just, mm-hmm. you know, there were other black belts at the time that I got to roll with that were just super helpful. And it was, and like you said, I got there and everybody's introducing themselves and it was, yeah, it was just, it was a great environment. And, you know, that's what, that's what keeps you coming back. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. You guys make that you guys, and you, even though you're still, you're not here anymore, still like you've been in my heart. You I'm, I'm proud of all you guys, you know? Yeah. So, Oh, I appreciate it. So now, okay. So training and, you know, you find the right gym. Now let's say they've been doing jujitsu a while and now they're thinking about maybe taking that step into competing. Mm -hmm. What do you look for as a coach when you're advising someone on, on whether or not they're actually ready to, to take that leap? Okay. So, um, sometimes it could be, just the type of person they are in general, 
you know, and you have some of those people that they like to talk about jujitsu. They like the idea of jujitsu, but when the pressure's on them, they haven't gotten that part of jujitsu yet where when the pressure's on just still progressing forward, you know, not quitting, you know? Um, So if it's someone like that, then here, first thing you need to do is stop quitting because if you're going to quit in here, Imagine what you're going to do out there when some when you're dealing with someone that doesn't know you and really going 100 balls to the wall and could care less about you and your safety, you know. Um, and then there's others where it's just like, OK, you have they you can tell like mentally, OK, they have that push they're They want to go, go, go. Let's work on good habits. And I work I when it comes to competition, like some people's idea of getting ready for competition is, oh, I just want to roll hard. But you being here, I'm like, you can't play a game if you don't know the rules. You can't play that game to win if you don't know the rules. And mm-hmm. so when you start, so part of my training here is that is one of those situational sparring, specific sparring where I do where we do these scenarios, but also they're good for just in general competing. I mean, I'm sorry, um, in, in general, playing jujitsu with, with jujitsu against another person that knows, um, but are just good, just good habits in general and also for competition, you know. So um, I like to say, like for me, and I, and I say, make this analogy to my to my students. I said, when you roll with me and if you do get get into uh, get something good, like you might be getting super excited. I look at it as as I gave you a thousand piece puzzle. You put 999 pieces together and that last piece I just threw in the trash because I'm never going to let you do what you want. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So whatever, like just, you know, take care of yourself and making those good habits to where you make it so hard. It no matter what, nothing, nothing's easy. Everybody has to work for whatever they do, you know, and also that giving up. Yes. And essentially we do tap, which is part of giving up, but that's for, so our safety and also accepting that you've been, you know, defeated in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. but um, for competing the rules. And if you decide that you want to keep with it, you start like day after day after day, it's you learning how to play those rules in your favor, you know? So I'm not talking about stalling and not this and that. It could be something as simple as a white belt that you see that just falls off of someone every time they have mount. Versus that white belt that started competing and realizes that they need to keep that mount and won't allow the person to bump them off when they feel themselves going, they'll stop it just to maintain position. You know, so like I feel like that's one of the simplest, simplest levels that I can break it down to, you know, is just instilling those good habits, not just going going along and like going through the motions of things, you know, because like, oh, this is this is playing jujitsu, you know, so like my our, you know. Maybe I have to, in a way, start coming up with little nicknames like Ernie is Ernie is negative two. Shout out to Ernie. Ernie, that's negative two. That's negative two when he does things bad because he just he likes to play guard. He don't want to stay top. Okay, negative two. But then on the other end, I call him Loop Daddy because he's crazy with those loop chokes, you know. Um, but you know, but he doesn't compete. He's competed one time and mm-hmm. then he cleaned it all up. He cleaned it up. You know, 
But in here, it's just like, I'll just let you play because I know, I already know what your expectation, like he's not expecting to compete all the time, you know, it's on his own life. But just if you're going to compete, building those, those good habits and learning how to play the rules in your favor. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be something you totally get in the beginning, but hopefully I can help point you in the direction of those things. And then there's a point where you just start thinking on your own, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to hand feed you every time. You know, so it's like you're being you're 32 years old. Your mother can't can't cut your steak for you every time. Right. You got <laughs> hopefully at this point, you, you learn how to feed yourself. So, um, yeah, but you need someone to help teach you to get you along those lines. So if you want to do it, great. But if there's something that I really see might not fare well, I'm going to be honest. And as you know, if you uh, say a time, ask me, I'm going to be honest. You might not like it. But I'm going to be honest. There's no ill intentions. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just saying I'm stating facts about what I see. So have you, can have you take told? That. Huh? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. Because I'm. I was just, just like rambling. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask if you've ever had to tell anyone like, no, you're you're not ready to compete. Some okay. Some things I'm going to the way I say it. So <laughs> yes. Yes, I've told people, no, you're not ready to compete by saying, okay, there's some things that I want you to work on. Let's shoot for this competition down the line so that if they're talking about a competition that's next month, oh, no, 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 because I see there's a lot that we need to start fixing, you know, start working on. Um, Now... If you still want to do it, how about we set a goal for this competition that maybe it's three months down the line, four months down the line. So we just have more time to work on those little things because I always say it's not it's not even about the win in the end. And so we're like, no, oh, that's a cop out. Everybody, yeah, everybody wants to win, but also people have to lose. What style are you going to lose in? You know, so I want you to have that good experience, whether you get your hand raised or not. I want you to be able to hold your head up high and be proud about what you did. A second, you know, so you know, and I've been in that situation, and that's the thing if you compete, you know. So, there's times where you've done everything, you've thrown everything at them that you had in your arsenal, and you know, and it was a good day, but you know what, you just got outplayed by somebody, and all right, I guess I got to work next time to make it better. And it would be great if uh, some people have that in them, but not, not, not everyone. But I will definitely, if you're not ready, well, let's just, how about let's shoot for this one? Mm-hmm. And then we have some things we want to work on between now and I'm going to lay it out for you too. And if part of it is quit being a little bitch, quit being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't accept close guard. <laughs> no close guard. Yes. <laughs> Especially if every time I do a Q&A, your, your question is how to open a closed guard. I'm like, I don't know. How many times. I don't know. <laughs> Something that will also forever be ingrained in my head. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and we talked about it, you know, there, there's folks that just, that, that don't want to compete and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes. it's, it's not for everyone, but mm-hmm. if someone were to come and ask you, like, you know, do you think it's it's beneficial? What what would your answer be? Oh, it's definitely beneficial. It's definitely beneficial. Um, 
But again, for some people, depending on the type of person it is, it is not because they won't be able, they can't take that level of that level of pressure. And then also it, the embarrassment of a loss, you know, especially if they didn't put into work necessary and this and that. And for some people, it'll break them, you know? Um, and that's why, like, even with kids, I just want you to have a good experience, you know? Um, but for, it's definitely beneficial if, you know, you don't, you either lose or you learn. I'm sorry, you either win or you learn, right? So, yeah, I've heard people, you know, talk bad about that quote, but no, every loss, you should learn something. I mean, obviously the person did something for you to win or for them to win, or you screwed up on the rules and lost yourself. Okay. And let's not do that second scenario, you know? So when you you step in there, you have an idea of the rules. And so therefore you can start playing, start playing the game. Yeah, you you definitely uh, early on instilled the importance of the rules, and you know gyms that I've been to since have also mm-hmm. you know said how many points you know for this position or how many points for this pass, mm-hmm. but you were constantly like, okay, like you need to know the rules, and mm-hmm. that that for me at least, and you know I haven't competed a ton, but there have been times even recently where knowing the rules has has been the difference between you know, a win or a loss. So mm-hmm. it is extremely important and every association is different too. So yes, um, understanding the nuances between the different, you know, federations or associations, whatever. Exactly. Um, but kind of switching gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you've obviously been around the game for a long time and, you know, you, you came up and you know, the, the early days of jujitsu in Vegas. And during that time, like what, what was the opinion on cross training between gyms? And, and I ask between, because <laughs> I know there's varying opinions, but I guess kind of tying it back to uh, either competing or just improving your own game, mm-hmm. uh, getting the opportunity to train with different training partners that you don't train with on a daily basis. I see the benefits of that, yes. but uh, I've also talked to professors that are like, you know, like, you you have to stay loyal to to this team. What is what is your opinion? One, you going to train with your friends and everything from different teams. That to me, that doesn't say anything. That doesn't do. That doesn't make me doubt your 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 loyalties. Okay, so um, me coming up, especially, you had to think about it. I was maybe one when I first started jujitsu. There was only one other girl on the mat. You know, and we were much, we were very different sizes and, you know, Mm -hmm. everything else, maybe not the best training partners, but, you know, um, I feel like some professors and their old school mentality to get say loyalty. And then also there is like, they're protective in a way, like, no, this is my student. And they think if you go somewhere else that people are going to start trying to pull you away and this and that. So my take on it, and it's like, it's, it's that thing of like maturing, right? And growing up is that I was a like being that child and your parents plant all the seeds in your head, okay? But then once you start growing up, then you can start thinking for yourself. And is this truly what I believe? Do I have, you know, do I have to, to be like, you know, like, is this a true conviction of mine? Like, I don't have any, like, my, like they don't have any loyalty if they like go with their friends, even to their friend's garage. Like you have some that don't like to do that. 
that some professionals don't even want you to do that. And I'm just, I'm not about that. I'm not about that. My students know, hey, you want to go somewhere? Please do. You, But you know what I like and what I prefer is I want to hear about your experience. When you go somewhere, come tell me how you feel. How you? How do you feel? Because at, at this point, I'm, I'm critiquing myself as an instructor. Mm-hmm. So let's say, okay, you went over to, we don't do much Nogi. You went over to, to Planet, did Nogi. What was your experience? Let me know. Why? Because I want to know that you feel confident in the jujitsu that you're learning. And yes, you're going to learn things from other people, from other schools. Great. Do that. You think I haven't been doing that? Every time I go somewhere, I take something, put it in my pocket, put it in my pocket. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a black belt. You still need to educate yourself. Every every role, if I if you go to a seminar or something, I go to seminars for schools that are have no affiliation with my school. With, with, with my association because right. I still need to educate myself and I can't, and, and there's, oh, there's not going to be one person in charge of your education, you know? So right. even, even here, I'm not the most important, I'm not the most important key to you learning jujitsu. I'm just a part of it. What really going to come was how you're really going to learn is through your partners and this and that. So therefore, if you extend that, uh, extend that to outside your school and finding those partners to train because you're just like picking up new things. Great. Do that. So then you start doing, you start getting your own style and you're not a little poor imitation of your instructor. Mm-hmm. And again, for what you're, for what I have done or like, so, and I'm talking about my students in particular for what I have, you know, for the way that I have built you up and the foundation I did give you, how, do you how do you how do you feel about that when you go go somewhere else? Or do you think um, and even with the belt rank that you have promotion, you know, because it goes leads into promotions and stuff like that. You go to another school and say you're a purple belt. I want to know how you, how do you do against your other new purple belts and their blue belts? You know, so I can have an idea like okay, good, bad, whatever. If you notice, like I have some students like and I, I hate it. They'll go somewhere and they'll come back and like. Da, 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 da. I went here and he, I was like, so how'd you do? And just like, I did great. Like I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't impressed with anything going on. I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Come, here. come here, you know, because to me, and I put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to teaching and, and uh, being a, because now I don't have a business partner, you know, in being just a solo female run school mm-hmm. and and hoping that, you know, I'm still giving you guys what you need and that it is working for you, you know. Yeah. So if you go like for me, if you go train somewhere, don't keep it a secret. Don't keep it a secret. And if your professor has a problem with it. Then, you know what, it's up to you if you want to if you want to leave it, you know, if you want to take it or leave it, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but maybe, but don't, don't be afraid to have conversations too. And if you, and if, and if you can't come to that understanding and you realize that maybe this is a person that just can't see things that way, then maybe you need to find, it it would probably be better for your, um, for your mental, (laughs) mental Mm -hmm. development, emotional development, even this in jujitsu, we're, we're adults, but some of these relations, especially with your professors, like they can affect you in ways. So take care of yourself. And if you like to cross train, 
do it. If you're, if you, and also talk to your professor, because if you're going somewhere else and you're getting your ass handed to you and you're like a purple belt and you're getting your ass handed to you by, you know, brand new blue belts, it's probably, there's a problem there. There's some sort of disconnect and let's, we got to figure it out. Maybe, you know, maybe your professor hasn't invested enough time and uh, care into building you up the way that you should. You know, like I always say, your promotions is is not just an attendance system. It's just, you know, so I want you to be able to hold your head up high no matter where you go. You know, so if you're if you're if you're a brown belt, don't get whooped on by blue belts. That's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Unless it's like a special blue belt, you know, know, (laughs) go somewhere. You have that special blue belt, you know. So, um, yeah, I love cross training and. I do it myself. Mm-hmm. I do it myself. And like, I'm grown. I'm an adult. You can't tell me what, I, what I'm not going to do. And if it gets to that point, then I guess I, I guess I can just move on to greener pastures. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and you kind of mentioned this too. You, you, you talked a little bit about promotion. So stepping away from the cross training and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, what, I mean, what, what do you tell students and what do you preach when it comes to to getting promoted? Because uh, you know there there are people out there that are chasing promotions and focus so much on getting that next stripe or getting that next belt. And mm-hmm. you know it, it it personally it takes away from from the fun of the sport, right? Um, yes, because it's going to come. And honestly, it's mm-hmm. there. You want it, and then you get it, and there's there's pressure that you weren't expecting. Um, so I mean, what? What do you say to students that are like, do, do you get a lot of students that ask about promotion at all? You know, I feel this it's normal for people like they see the like they see the the belt poster on the wall. Um, I've actually changed mine where like there is there is no thing, nothing that says anything about time or attendance, because, again, it's not it's not just, oh, check mark. Right. So. I could have two people come, both coming for a month, the same amount of classes, and one still can't even hip escape. And the other one does some amazing things like what, you know? But if I'm, if I'm going by system saying that I'm supposed to promote them or give them a stripe in like 30 days or after 30 classes or whatever, how valid is that? If I have someone where, you know, and it's just, Everybody learns different. They pick it up on their on their on their own. So when I tell people like talk about promotions, all right, you can show up as much as you want. That's great because I do want to see you. Consistency does count. But also, I should it, the mat the mat doesn't lie. Okay, the mat doesn't lie, and not that I'm constantly comparing you to everybody else because there are some people that are like special, like you have those people that, you know, they're 40 years old, never did anything active, you know, never played any sports. All they know is, you know, or, you know, typing on a computer, like they are totally awkward and have no idea how to move their body. How fast are they going to learn jujitsu? You know, they're not going to get as far as say someone that is a little more athletic, uh, more, um, uh, more in in tune with what their body body is doing, and have more of a I would say body awareness. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, don't, don't, don't compare yourself to other people yet. Yeah, like, oh, you're like, I want to be able to do that or something close to that. That's great. Keep showing up, keep doing your best. And also because for me, promotions are very personal. And mm-hmm. also you are, you are a reflection is a reflection of your hard work and also what you have picked up from your teachings, my teachings, you know? So like you can't hit the skate. Why would I give you like a blue belt? Why would I even give you like any stripes? Like, no, we got to learn how to move your bodies. That's what you just mostly is. It's more, it's like learning to move your bodies. So and compare, and you can't compare yourself to other schools because you don't know what that professor's standards are. Right. We have different standards. Some just is strictly an attendance system. You just show up and then even then they'll falter on that. And it's just like, whoa, whoa. Like when I had a a, a, a two-stripe blue belt come through my door that's only been training for nine months. Oh, all right. And then when you didn't get on the mat, oh, yeah. And I have to tell you, if my students have two stripes or more, don't t- don't don't try to coach them because they've been training longer than you have. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had to tell that to someone. You know, I was like, I don't care what they have. Some for some people, what they have on their waist means everything. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't prove what they can do, what they what they really know, or what they can show on the mat. You know. Yeah. So, and that means enrolling or even trying to teach someone just how to do a basic scissor sweep. You know, like, no, don't, don't, I don't need your help here. <laughs> I don't, I don't. You just sit back and you learn to. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the promotions, again, if you chase it, then it's going to be, it's not fun. It's not fun. And again, what, what did I say earlier? I kept coming back every day because I was having fun every day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the, for me, comp- competition too. It made me. It made it helped me get dialed in on a different level than say my um, my my teammates that didn't compete. You know, um, so just enjoy enjoy what you come in here and do every day. Take your wins, and let's work on everything else just to be the best that you the best that you can be for you. You know, absolutely. So if you were to look back and. Now, knowing what you know about jujitsu and having all of the experience that you have, what piece of advice would you give yourself when you were starting jujitsu? I'm going to say this. When you, when, you're, when you realize you're doing something that you're just not into, and it, it could be a particular aspect about, you, about your jujitsu journey, how you're training. So like, yeah, I came up competing, but then it's just like, I remember there's times where I was just, I felt like I was doing too much mm-hmm. and I was losing the fun. And so, and that's something that I always talk about too during bell promotions is always find the fun, just find the fun. If you lose it, find it fast because I'd rather you find the fun instead of quitting, you know? So, um, and I've seen many people that have harped on those promotions where, you know what, they just disappear. And they don't, it's not, they don't, it's not that they disappeared and went to another school. They just disappeared from jujitsu in general, because instead they're like, okay, well, if I go to this many classes a week and, you know, 
all right, and I don't really have to do much. I just got to show up and check in for attendance and, oh, I'm going to get my next belt. And then when you're not getting th- getting things when you expect, kind of loses the, you know, it's just like puts a certain taste in your mouth and like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to go. Or if it's competing, right? If you notice you're competing, you're competing too much. There was one time where it's like there was a month and I competed every weekend. And that was the most miserable month I've ever had in my life. Wow. I was like, I'm never, ever doing this again. What right. made me think <laughs> that I was going to be okay with this? It's like, it was too much like, so not, there was like no fun. There was no time for fun that month. Every day was about working for the next, working for the next, working for the next. Um, maybe it's you needing like, uh, like you do so much work outside of school, as we might call ghost hours. Well, <laughs> eh, maybe cut back on your ghost hours because if you just don't feel like, if you just don't feel like it, in addition to what your your normal routine is, going going to classes, just keep it to your classes and forego the ghost training for a bit, just so that you just have a you have some you have a break for yourself, mm-hmm. you know. So don't. Don't turn this hobby into something that you hate. Remember, yeah. it's a it's a hobby. For some of us, it is now my profession, should we say? And then there's some competitors like, okay, that is their livelihood. All right. But in general, most people that are in here, it is a hobby. You should enjoy your hobby. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's great advice and, you know, and and I think that's why it's important to have like some of those conversations with you uh, mm-hmm. when looking at competing or doing, you know, whatever, because you're right. Like you can do those things for the wrong reasons as well. Right. As an individual, yeah. maybe it's something that you think you need to do for whatever reason. And that, that stress of, like you said, you know, having to compete like that can, that can be a distraction and that could, that could take away from the fun of jujitsu for sure. So mm-hmm. making sure you're doing the things that, you know, you want to do for the right reasons. Yes. And and then just finding a balance, I think is important, especially as like somebody who's still newer in jujitsu, like, you know, there, there's a balance between like, okay, like how many days am I going to train this week? What am uh-huh. I really preparing for? Do I, you know, is this competition something that I want to do? Why do I really want to do it? Is it to push myself? Is it to have fun? Is it to kind of see like where mm-hmm. the gaps in my game are? And, you know, you just got to find your why, I guess. And, <laughs> I always, there's this thing I always coined, I coined as white belt enthusiasm. Okay. So you have that, that white belt comes in and there's not like, it's of course, cause it's new and it's just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And everybody on the mat, they're just all great. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's like everything they have on is about jujitsu, everything, oh, they're posting about <laughs> jujitsu and they've only been training two months. And you know what? That's great. That's great. That enthusiasm. Can you keep that energy <laughs> 10 years from now? Can you get, That's a great point. You can keep a certain level of it, you know? But uh <laughs> but yeah, like if you have like that white belt enthusiasm, let's keep it so we have a let's have I want you to have a blue belt enthusiasm. Let's have mm-hmm. a purple belt enthusiasm, brown belt, black belt enthusiasm, you know? Um some things where it's just like you are proud of what you do. I don't do anything to suck. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's a hobby. <laughs> and I say it all the time. Like 
in my kids' class, like, hey, you guys know Miss Rhonda, Miss Rhonda is a winner. Who here likes to win? You know, and, you know, kind of still push them like, no. So what you're doing, if you know you could do better, do better so that you can be that winner. So we've been going at it for about an hour now. <laughs> I, 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 I know so you're busy. This is so easy. It's so, <laughs> so easy to easy. catch up. <laughs> it's yeah, it's easy to talk about jujitsu for sure. Um, but one thing I am curious about too is uh, outside of the gym, how has jujitsu really helped you personally? throughout throughout all these years um i want to say there are things that i see in myself and especially maybe i didn't recognize at first but of course like my family and close friends that have known me say from all my life or even like my teenage years to now and one thing that jujitsu has done for me is i have a level of patience that i've never had before Mm-hmm. Even though there's times, yeah, no, I can be short because there's sometimes it's just like, <laughs> no, if it's bullshit, it's bullshit. And I have no patience for bullshit. But right. say like, you know, uh, with dealing with people in their situations and um, just being a, being a teacher um, is and in doing this is just my patience and my, um, my drive to help people, mm-hmm. you know, so helping them here on the mat. And then of course, you know, here on the mat, you're here every day, you kind of become like a family and then you're starting to help them in other areas of their life. And there's things going on that they feel like they want, they want to talk to you. It's like, I'm not your therapist, whatever, but also even on personal levels, like I'm going to help you in, inside the school. And then even on personal levels, there's ways that I'm, you know, I'll try to help outside of school. It's, it's just what you do. It's like, uh, you know, that, that life of servitude, like, you know, it's just like, I just want to serve. Nobody's making me do it. Cause I don't do anything I don't want to do, you know, right. but um, yeah, my patience with people um, and dealing, especially when it's uh, sensitive, sensitive situations um, or even just everyday, everyday life and uh, not, letting so much of the little stuff like get to me, but I find a lot of joy in helping people the best that I can on and off. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. (laughs) So now also looking back Mm -hmm. on your jujitsu career, what's one of the most memorable moments could be, could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a competition achievement or, or anything like that. Um, I mean, there's, there's different ones. So like, I want to say my most, like in, as far as competition goes, it was like, I had uh, my like brown belt at pans. And even though I'm well into my thirties, I've always competed adult because there was no master women's division and everything. And where I see if I could still go with them, if I could hang, I could hang. But mm-hmm. like, um, you know, so competition wise, I think my most valued uh, accomplishment there was uh, brown belt. My last pants as brown belt, I was like the only American in my division. And just like I got to, I got second place. But like that last that final match, it was just like, oh, <laughs> I was almost there. I was almost there. Oh, but, you know, um, so, you know, you have that. And then also memorable uh, moments, of course, is um, 
like my, of course, certain promotions, my brown belt and my black belt promotion meant a lot to me. Um, it was, it's like, I was the most, uh, say being the most senior female on the team that was still there and knowing that, oh man, like it's kind of a big deal to be someone's first female black belt, black belt, mm-hmm. because that's just like, yeah, so I stuck around. I didn't let y'all chase me away. I didn't let y'all chase me away. <laughs> you know, um, and but also more than more than moments would be people. You know, um, there's people I might not see them every day, but they mean so much to me because it is. Now, opposite of that, yes. What were or what are what is yeah. one of your most embarrassing moments in jiu-jitsu? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> You know what? The only times I was truly embarrassed was it was I would say it would be those times where I competed and I just wasn't there to where it was just like, oh, I hope everybody doesn't think that this is this is who I am. Like, you know, it's just a bad day. Sleep at the wheel. But because like other than that, anything else? No, I don't I don't really say I had many embarrassments in jujitsu. Any embarrassments were through competition. But the beautiful thing all right, that was for that moment. If somebody caught it on video, I hope that's the video you're researching and that's a video that you're catering your game to because <laughs> you don't know what version of me you're going to get. <laughs> oh, but no, no, no major embarrassments in, uh, in jujitsu. I'm actually, I, I'm very, I'm proud about, I'm proud of what I do. Um, Humble because it's not something like, you know, some people are like, well, what do you do? I was like, oh, I just teach jujitsu. Just leave it at that. You know, it's not like, oh, I got it. Like, I'm not into tooting my own horn like that unless, like, yeah. okay, you want to know you're dragging this out of, out of me, you know? So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy when you think about like how much pressure you put on yourself and like when, when you compete or do jujitsu and like there, there does come a point where you just maybe value like, other people's opinions more than your own because you're so worried about like disappointing your teammates or disappointing your coach when in reality most of them are just happy to be there and happy to support you for for just yes. stepping stepping out there exactly we were, it was funny i was actually this was a while back but i don't know why this this moment sticks out actually i was at dinner with mike g and ernie one day yeah. and we were talking about you know competing and <laughs> how like you put all this stress on yourself and you know you lose your first match or whatever. You're just like, damn, that sucks. And then you go to like the warm up area because, you know, one of your teammates is getting ready to, you know, to step on the competition floor. And you're like, how did it go? You're like, oh man, I lost. And you're like there with your acai bowl. Like, you know, <laughs> like yeah, that sucked, man. And they're, they're there you know, getting ready to go out there. <laughs> you're like, just enjoying life because now I can eat. Just enjoying life now, yeah. Like, <laughs> And you know, like it good, passes so quick. It passes. Good so luck, quick. bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are your you are your worst critic. You're your you know, like no one's gonna 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 uh, like you know scrutinize you like yourself. You know, Absolutely. so it's like and it, like nobody nobody really cares. Yes, there's sometimes where I might be disappointed, like say with some of my students, and I'll, I'll be disappointed just for a little bit. Why? Because mm-hmm. I already know that wasn't you out there. Like yeah. I could, because I'm, believe me. And if you have my full support, like I know what you can do, you know? 
Um, but if that wasn't, if, if, it, if it wasn't your day to show the world, then it just wasn't your day, you know, but let's do our best so that we can hold our head up high. Um, yeah. And with whatever self-talk you have in your head, don't drive yourself crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to say, like it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But awesome. Well, Hey Rhonda, thank you so much before, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that, you know, if, if anybody's doing jujitsu or interested in jujitsu, like I said, knowing you have all of this knowledge and you have this unique perspective for, for being as being in the game, as long as you have any, any advice or any imparted imparting words of wisdom you'd like to share. If you want to get started in jujitsu, just go do it. Don't wait to get in shape. Don't wait to lose those pounds. Don't, don't, whatever excuse you're giving yourself to wait for, most of it's just bull. Just go, you know, because you can imagine how many times like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up, but I need to get in shape first, or I need to, I want to get, I want to lose 20 pounds first. Oh, do you have, you have, do you think you're not going to lose weight doing this? Do you think you're not going to get in shape? Only way you're going to get in shape for jujitsu is doing jujitsu. Okay, come on, let's do this. Um, And then also, if you are already in jujitsu, and I'm talking about, uh, even if you think, you're ranked up as something as blue belt. I'm not, don't want to like say, say it as if I'm discounting anybody earning a blue belt, because that is still something that a lot of people don't even get, don't even get to, you know? So whatever rank you are, wherever you feel that you are, however advanced you feel you are, when you go into a class, every class, open mind and don't think that you're above what they're teaching, even if it's a basic fundamental. Always look for those little details that you're missing, those little details that can make you better, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, don't don't let the instructor look up just because, oh, I mean, I'm, well, I'm on the verge of getting my purple belt. I'm, I'm, I'm past cross chokes. Eh, mm-hmm. I felt your cross choke. You need to pay attention. <laughs> 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 awesome. No, thank you so much, Rhonda. Um, before we go, do you want to plug social media or uh, okay. yourself um, or for the gym or well, okay, if people are in the Vegas area? Oh, yes, of course. Um, Rhonda wrote, I'm sorry, Rhonda Andrews on Instagram. You can find me as uh, Honda Hosa. As you know, Brazilians, ours are H's. Mm-hmm. So Honda Hosa, H-O-N-D-A-H-O-S-A. Um, my school, Gracie Amaita West Craig. Uh, you can find us on Instagram there. And if you're ever in Vegas and looking for a chill place to just, you know, <laughs> get on the mat, then, you know, don't worry about people killing you, you know, yeah. unless you deserve it. Unless you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is West Coast Wednesday still a thing? Um, West Coast Wednesdays, it kind of depends on the room. It, okay. it depends on the room. But when we have the room on Wednesdays, because of course right now with the pandemic, it's just like, you, you never know, but we might West Coast Wednesdays, the Friday, Friday nights have been kind of like the parties here lately. I'm like, okay, okay. it's, it's switched. Um, I love West Coast Wednesdays though. If we have the room, <laughs> uh, then yes, every bit of West Coast Bay, everything is getting played and everybody on the wall. Everybody <laughs> <Run up. laughs> You're giving me flashbacks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, awesome. But you got to well, train hard at least one day a week, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Those yeah. were, those were <laughs> always fun. Yes. 
Yes. All right, Josh, thank you again. And I'm again, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you thinking about me. You know, you're always in my thoughts. And uh, if you ever end up in Vegas, I hope you come visit. <laughs> I hope you, you come know visit. I will. So. You know, I will. I miss you guys, too. And thank you again for doing this, Rhonda. I really do. Appreciate oh, you're it. welcome. You're welcome. 100 percent welcome. Okay. And I, and I wish you the, I wish you the best with this podcast and hope it like turns into turns into I mean, you know what you're doing it so it's already something <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that you're welcome awesome we'll take care Rhonda. all right you too josh thank you for listening to this episode of the pressure pass podcast if you enjoyed the episode please go out and subscribe to your preferred platform you can also follow the podcast on instagram under the tag at pressure pass podcast finally i'm always looking for ways to improve the content If you would like to provide feedback or a review, please reach out directly through social media or provide a review through your preferred podcast player. Thank you again for listening.